Okay, I just need to check my sound. Check, check. One, two, three. Should we do toy boat? Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Oh, that time I did it wrong, but I'm usually pretty good. That was hard. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Our moms have a mutual cousin, Carol. Our babas have a mutual friend, Pearl. And we have a mutual love, Ukrainian dance and culture. I'm Hannah. I'm Caitlin. And this is C, the Ukrainian dance and culture podcast. So, we are going to, st- uh, well, like, I have to say, like, this is about us, but, like, how do we say that? All right. This is about us. I mean, all these episodes have been about us, but really they've been about Ukrainian dance and culture, like the title of our podcast, States. But you've gotten to know us a little bit throughout the episodes and when we talk about our different experiences, but we've never actually talked about us, who we are, who Hannah and Caitlin are. Besides for um, our loyal readers of our blog who got a sneak peek in our very first blog post. But this is going to dive even deeper. And we didn't want to just like ask each other questions about one another because that's boring. It's not boring. For anyone who's done an interview, it's not boring. We're sorry we said that. <laughs> sorry I said that. No, but for each other. But also, so, okay, wait. This is a little bit testing our friendship is what this is going to do. Yeah. Did you explain how we are approaching this? No. So I was getting to that. Because that's what I was saying, a normal interview is... Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we're going to do a reverse interview. And I'm going to have a hard time explaining this, but just... Just do it in the simplest terms. I ask Caitlin a question. Caitlin answers the question about me. We're answering for each other. And what we think of each other. And we're doing this... No of each other. No, yes, no of each other. And we're doing this because, for one, it's fun, and we think we'll laugh a lot, and that's just some good therapy. And two, uh, I think we talk about each other better than we probably talk about ourselves, because when you talk about yourself, sometimes you kind of avoid really saying what's truthful in because you want to be humble and modest, and I think this is just a really great way of sharing with everyone maybe who we truly are, and like we probably know each other best. So we are here to talk about each other, introduce us to you a little bit more because we want you to be our best friends as well and take you along on this journey with us. Okay, I can I can start. Yeah. Um so Hannah, besides uh co-founding and co-hosting this podcast, what is what what are my roles and duty with FC? So you, Caitlin. Yes, I Caitlin. <laughs> you, Caitlin edit all of the audio for FC. You are our in-house grammar god. Mm, thanks. Dis. Goddess. Goddess, yes. Literally, everything goes through Caitlin. I've learned so much <laughs> when I send her anything that I write. I send it to Caitlin so she can correct it and make sure that it's ready for the world to see and that it's best, it's best form that it can be. So Caitlin edits our um, audio into the final product. She uh, is our grammar goddess. <laughs> she is, uh, um, well, obviously one of the my creative minds behind all of the ideas we come up with. 
She edits all the blogs, like I said. Um, What else do you do? She's the one who got us rolling with our website and all of our equipment. She went and researched it all and bought it all for us. And she's the one who kind of keeps us on track, to be honest. (laughs) She's always the one that texts and says, okay, when's the next episode? When are we doing this? So Caitlin, yeah, she's she's definitely a strong part of C. (laughs) There's not one without two and there's not two without one. One plus one equals three with this partnership. Yes. And so now back at you, besides co-founder and co-host, what are my roles with C-V-E-V-C-E? Being the child. Just kidding. True. Um, Besides in-house comedian, you also are our creative director in that um, we, any of the Instagram photos is gone through by Hannah to make sure it fits in with our aesthetic and oh my goodness all the photo shoots you have planned for us as well like the photo ideas can't wait till we have our next photo shoot together because there's some very exciting things and so any of the Instagram captions you will see um, that those are written by Hannah and same with our blog posts she uh, puts all of those together as well including the photos and besides like you had mentioned, we both um, like come up with the ideas for episodes and everything and big brainstormer over here with Hannah. And what else? I feel like that's it. Also, just you're the dreamer. I mean, we, you inspire me to dream as well. I think we're both dreamers. Yeah, we are dreamers. Um, and yeah, and now I'm just trying to think. I'm, going to go th- I'm, going, I'm trying to go through our stuff that we do. It's just so vast that it's hard to bring it down to very few roles. But in the technical terms, I think we got it encompassed of what we do in terms of like the actual work we put into it because it could go beyond it with soft skills, like all that stuff. (laughs) Oh gosh, we could go on forever about what we both do. But I would say actually a lot of them are very similar. We're similar people. And so let's get into how we are involved with Ukrainian culture and how we got here. In no more than five sentences, what is my, Caitlin's, involvement in Ukrainian culture and how did I get here? Okay, this is really No more than five. I know, this is really hard to do in five sentences because I... You can can have ands though. my, My thoughts aren't very concise. It takes me a long time, so I'll try, but... No promises here. It'll either be one run-on or five. Just add commas. It's good. Okay. Um, Caitlin's mom. <laughs> Caitlin's mom is Ukrainian. Her dad is not. I'm looking at her right now so strongly <laughs> for her to give me reassurance or shake her head and say, no, that's wrong. I feel like I know her, but like I'm also... This is going out into the world, so it needs to be Kate, correct. this is more than five sentences. I'm explaining myself. <laughs> okay. Caitlin's mommy, Caitlin's mom is Ukrainian, her dad is not, and Caitlin got into Ukrainian dancing when she was very little, and that's probably how she has kind of fallen in love with the Ukrainian culture, although there have been other things in her life that have introduced her to it, that is probably the strongest point. That's one sentence. Okay. <laughs> Second sentence. <laughs> She continued dancing throughout her life and went on various trips and danced with various dance groups. 
and her love for Ukrainian culture just continued to grow through Ukrainian dance. That's sentence number two. Sentence number three is, then she went to Ukraine on our year in Ukraine tour, which is what I went on, and her love for Ukrainian culture grew even more, and she knew she had to do something more with it when she came back, besides just dancing, because she wanted to continue learning. Four, she contributes a lot to her own personal blog about her experiences in Ukraine and now she has see the Ukrainian dancing culture podcast and now she's friends with me and we just are really big cheerleaders for each other to learn more about Ukrainian culture and dance and number five I don't that's kind sorry my last sentence was kind of like to where we are now but number five is like a futuristic sentence because All those little things in those five sentences, I mean, I've really just skimmed the surface, but those are just the very tip of the iceberg or the very tip of the character shoe of what's going to be for Ukrainian culture and Caitlin's involvement with it, because I know that there's lots for her. So I mostly focused on Ukrainian dance, but she also is involved in What's on Kiev. She wrote for them, and she's also involved in volunteering for Ukrainer, the project, and also involved teaching dance. I think that's six sentences. That last one would just be a run-on sentence, but lots of involvement. Okay, I'm done. Wow, you did a great summary of things. I don't know. That's a hard thing to wrap up. We have. Sorry, I mostly left it to Ukraine and dance, though. But there's more that you're involved in. Okay, so Hannah, let's go. <laughs> Hannah was born into a Ukrainian family, <laughs> and uh, a family that celebrated Ukrainian culture and still does a lot today. So this is her immediate family, but also extended family. It really preserved the culture well, and the different holidays and everything is where her family is what introduced her a lot to culture. Her parents started a Ukrainian dance school, and uh, something that today Hannah helps run and instruct at as well. And Hannah is... Oh, boy, this is difficult. I don't know. My mind is just going every direction right it's now. hard to be concise and like get it all in yeah okay so i'm just gonna so that like dance family really got you going i feel like um you moved to ukraine to further this passion further de- further nurture this passion for ukrainian culture to learn more and connect with your ancestors and you came back to canada when and you got a job at a uh, Ukraine, Ukrainian Cultural Center in Winnipeg, where you even again continue to develop relationships with people in the Ukrainian community, spread the joy of celebrating culture. And so that's a little bit about that. And then also you you do, yes, lots more than just dance, whether it's studying uh, ethnography, costumes, cooking, you uh, just you just love Ukrainian culture a lot and that's a little bit of your involvement but it goes much beyond that um so there you go I'm not crying you're crying (laughs) (laughs) that was lovely um hold on though actually maybe we should answer this question as well because someone actually asked us on wait yeah we both went just now someone asked us this on Instagram were we friends before Ukraine well our answer I'll answer on behalf of both of us No, we weren't. We just knew each other through Ukrainian dance competitions, and obviously our moms have a mutual cousin, Carol. Our Our babas babas have have a mutual mutual friend, friend, Pearl. Pearl. 
Um, and we didn't know that we had a mutual love, Ukrainian dance and culture, until we met in Ukraine during this year-long tour. And an aside from that is I think we like mostly just smiled at each other at competitions, like, hey, what's up? We were actually competing against each other, so it was like, you suck. Hey, what's just up? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> down. Um, but... I actually messaged, messaged Caitlin on Facebook one time because I liked a dress I saw a picture of her in, and I asked her where she got it, and turns out we now both have the same seamstress. For our, grad, our high school grad dresses. Yeah. So our friendship Benny. started with Benny. Benedicta. Yeah, Benedicta. Thank you, Benedicta. Yeah. Maybe wow. she can sew us some matching C jumpsuits. She was, yeah, she is a She's great very scene. talented. So there you go. Friendly faces, but not quite friends. Yeah. All right, next question here for our reverse interview. How did I, Caitlin, end up living in Ukraine? So you can do more than five sentences. (laughs) Yeah, now I'm thinking in five sentences. Well, how it started is you booked a plane ticket. You got on a plane. You flew there with all your stuff and got there. Okay, Caitlin's impressed. Okay, Caitlin went to school for, she went to university, sorry. She went to university for science, and then after science, or after her biology degree, she decided she wanted to uh, try out journalism and writing, because those were two kind of, her two passions, science and journalism, and then specifically plants. And then she uh, tried those two things out, kind of did that, but she never tried out her third passion and really was able to pursue it other than casually with dance groups here so she decided to go to ukraine she was done her journalism degree went to ukraine so that she could try out the whole ukrainian dance and culture thing and really delve into that side of her and the rest is history and so now how did i hannah end up living in ukraine after high school, you went to university, and you also got a degree in science, mm-hmm. as all podcasters of Ukrainian dance and culture do. Mm-hmm. And so after that, you realized, actually, this isn't... Right after graduating that, you thought, wait a minute, I'm not quite ready to get out into this working science world. Is that even what I want? So... I don't know, I forget kind of the story, but was it over chicken wing, chicken wings? You told your family that you applied to this program to move to Ukraine for a year? That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. So, and then that, then you just, you went off to Ukraine and your life evolved. Changed forever. Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay. A little bit like not so, not, not such a usual question. But if I was at a party, where would you find me at a party? Like, what would I be doing? What would Hannah be doing at a party? Center of the room, showing off the moonwalk, all the dance moves, cracking jokes. Um, But so all of this, yet still somehow getting to connect with people and getting to know like their deep, dark desires in life. So center of attention, yet also really connecting with people. Interesting. Yeah. Where would you find me, Caitlin, at a party? Caitlin is definitely spending time with people, asking them life questions, finding out their life story, mentally noting all of it so that she can put it in a blog. Like it's going to inspire one of her long Instagram captions one day 
or she's gonna like write it into a book and like how it's gonna like there's one tiny conversation that she's had with a person is literally gonna inspire an entire life decision she's taking everything in really absorbing it when caitlin's listening she's for real listening it's not just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no she's actually listening to you and internalizing everything that you're telling her and really caring um but at the same time i'm not saying that she's like a wallflower just on the side listening when she's listening to you her hips are for sure like <laughs> going to the music and she's definitely like rocking her body and so she'll listen for a bit and then she's dancing when the seven step comes on you know where oh, i am yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, well, that was a much more beautiful answer. Wow, thank you for that. I feel like I should (laughs) redo mine. What are three of my top achievements of life? You don't have to do top, like very top, absolute, just like three three achievements in my life. Yeah. So one of them is definitely that Caitlin has written a book. I think it's self-published. Yeah, right. Okay, it's self-published. It was actually a project for her creative communications degree, but she took it very seriously and actually did something that she's proud of and that she can, um, like, not promote to people, but definitely share it with people. Not It's not just a school project, not just, like, a college project that she had to do. She, like, really put her heart into it, and I feel like it really speaks to who she is because she's telling stories of people, which is, yes, that is her. Second life achievement, one of them, <laughs> is probably being such a supportive auntie. Aww. Yeah. She always talks about her nieces and nephews, and she's always just talking about how she wants them to live their best life and, like, do what they want to do, and she always encourages them to do that, and yeah. We're both crying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the third one is that uh her other life achievement is that caitlin does what she wants to do um she doesn't get held back by other people telling her what she should do this is like more like abstract almost because it's not like it's not like a medal or it's not like a degree or a diploma because definitely those are real achievements in your life but you just doing what you want to do and listening to your intuition listening to your gut I think has led you to all your biggest achievements and continued will to continue to do that. So like just your achievement of being intuitive and introspective. Uh, yes, that's an achievement, I think, of like getting to that place. Holy thanks. <laughs> wow. Okay. So do you have a question for me? I do. What are my top 77 achievements in life? <laughs> your Go. first pair of platform sneakers <laughs> yes that's definitely achievement um i no, like three, like it's three. actually really tough and that's why i'm gonna stick with like three of mm-hmm. top because now like now and would you bring the abstract into it like what the heck that opens up even more doors yeah i did abstract because i think that encompasses almost more mm-hmm. than just like one concrete thing okay. but yeah well again okay let's go with um one of your top achievements was making the decision to try something other than the degree that you just got and 
of the, what you spent all your, like, I'm sure high school kind of thinking and grade school even thinking you're going to get this one degree, maybe even get this one job, nurse mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next up, next thing you're doing, you're getting up and leaving and on a plane to Ukraine for an entire year. And, and you come back and like, this is, you have all of these skills and yet you're still, you came back and you didn't even look for a job in what you like were trained in like through school there's lots of trainings in life um so i think that was a huge achievement too like you had said kind of like listening to yourself and do it making your own path and not just following what society tells us to do you just you're kind of yeah you're following what your soul tells you rebel with a cause rebel with a cause (laughs) is right another achievement like there are just so many um Let's go with the first time you adjudicated a dance festival because this also, this took a lot for you to get there from um, all of your training of, for one, being a dancer for how many years, then becoming a dance instructor, then having even more roles uh, with your dance school as a choreographer and just bigger creative direction roles as well to get to the point where uh, you are an adjudicator and a very respected one who offers very um, inspiring, critical, but like motivating um, adjudications, critiques. And yeah, and then so with this also, as everyone knows, when you adjudicate something, it's just not, it's not saying this is good or bad. You are also you have to you also teach people about or share knowledge about um history of costumes of regions of the i remember this because i saw you um adjudicate in vagerville and just asking the kids the dancers not all kids um like what are the countries that border ukraine so like just like little fun interactive things like that anyways so definitely becoming an adjudicator is a highlight for you (laughs) for me in your life (laughs) for me too and another one is again just wow i don't even know so another one we'll go with getting your or starting your job at the ukrainian center here in winnipeg Osredok. yeah so not only just starting this position but just seeing the programming that you have offered since yeah starting the role and hearing your ideas and your um yeah ideas behind what you hope to see next for them and just hearing about all the people you have met and connecting with whether they're people who are helping putting put on events or your volunteers or your co-workers um it seems like it has it's a it was a, like an amazing accomplishment to get this job and then just to see the doors it's opening for you and just to see uh all the stuff you're learning because it's such a uh, varied position that you're learning so many skills so there you go wow i don't think we could have said the same this is exactly why we're doing this because if you would have asked me what my top five achievements are i would have gone with like mm, living in ukraine mm, being a dance inst- i don't know i graduating think graduating high school <laughs> That is, yeah, like, I, don't, I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit. So that was very good job. Good job, us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now to lighten it up a bit, because those ones were deep. Those first few. 
So we're at a cafe in Ukraine. One of our favorite things to do ever in our free time was be at cafes. What does Hannah order at a cafe? What do I order? And there's so, so many options here. And now I'm just picturing us at all the different cafes. But just one thing I might order because there are literally well, I'm hundreds. Well, I get two. And like, so um, yeah, there are hundreds though. Now that I'm even thinking, like I was going to say some lemonade because especially in Poltava had the best lemonade and yeah. just like, okay, lemonade, but with cucumber and I don't know, that's what comes to mind right now. Yeah. Oranges, I don't know. Yeah. And there, it was always fun to try out the different limonades and um and so that but then my mind also goes to waffles and the ridiculous waffles delicious waffles that you could get in ukraine specifically in chenitsi is had some oh and g waffles in poltava yeah um but but we discovered our love for these outrageous waffles in chenitsi i think and anyways those are a couple things i'm gonna say that yeah you're right (laughs) But then I also have more. So let's see what you say for me. And then we're going to give some more examples. <laughs> okay. When you're at a cafe, definitely your go-to is something sweet. Like you're always attracted to the sweet stuff. In terms of a drink, definitely a raf Yeah, kava. okay. Raf, so this is what I was going to also bring yeah. up for you, but I thought you might bring it up for me. So. Okay, yeah. Raf kava is when you put milk, espresso, and the sweetener, and you froth it all together. So you're not doing like the espresso first and then pouring in the frothed milk like you would a regular latte. You're doing everything all together and whipping it all together, and it creates, wow, just this most creamy texture. And we tried it in Ukraine. That was like the first place we tried it. Um, Light as a cloud. (laughs) so delicious and also i guess it depends on like the espresso you're using because we've tried making it here and it's good mm-hmm. yeah i made one the other day but just with like a hand uh, frother yeah like, it was like Man, it's okay but there it would it's everything it's the milk it's the sweetener they're using it's the espresso anyway just so good so definitely something sweet raf kava yeah if you're getting a waffle if we're both going for waffles at the same cafe i would be getting something savory caitlin would be getting something sweet for sure yeah but to be honest with you, when we were at cafes, or not cafes, if we went out to eat, it always started with borscht and then something after Caesar that. Caesar salad. Another yeah. fun thing is um, in Ukraine, no Caesar salad is the same, and no Caesar salad is actually Caesar salad. Like, it's yeah, just like sometimes green dressing. Sometimes, like, I remember... Boiled in, eggs. Yeah. Sometimes in the... Um, sometimes tomatoes, fresh tomatoes. Like, nothing like here. Next one. Let's do a little fun one like this again. Um, if I were lost on a street in Ukraine um, during the day, I guess, mm-hmm. what would I do? Is it different? Yeah. Day and night is different. So let's go day. <laughs> if you're lost in the street, if Caitlin was lost in the street in Ukraine, she would not stress. She would be so calm. Like maybe she would stress at first if she was with other people. No, actually, I think it's the opposite. If she was by herself, she would maybe stress a little bit. But if she was with other people, she'd be like, no, it's fine. Let's just explore the streets together. We'll walk up and down until we find someone we can talk to or we'll just find our way back. But let's use this as like a little opportunity to explore the place. And she would probably have her camera with her and we would take lots of good pictures. Um, Yeah, I think she would actually enjoy the experience. If everything was like... If she was not in danger, just lost, 
couldn't find her way, I think she would very much be okay and very calm and just enjoy the experience, actually. Okay, and for you, if you were lost, um, it would actually be a very similar answer because we would sometimes go even like when i would go for a walk in ukraine and you too and when we would like go together we would be like like let's just go actually get lost and not even know where we are and just because you would be exploring this town maybe you would um like come across some market stalls and shop around there you would be taking photos of the cats on the street (laughs) um and yeah very similar things again not stressing and just like kind of wandering around um hmm, would you ask for help from anyone maybe if like it was like super lost you would ask but like you're not that lost you're just like yeah out on the streets and you're you're walking distance because i mean you got there somehow (laughs) (laughs) anyway so very similar that like just calm is that what you would do or what do you think you would do yeah, I think I'd be pretty calm. If get I was a, like get a co- coffee, that's what you would do. Yeah, as well. yeah, I would buy something. Yeah. If I was a little nervous, then you I'd would buy write something. in your journal about this as well. Like, go to yeah. a coffee shop and be like, "Right now, I am lost, but <laughs> all is okay. <laughs> all is well." If you find my journal, <laughs> yeah, this is how I died. <laughs> I died lost. Uh, I think I. I mean, if I was really lost, I probably would talk to a person and maybe become best friends with them. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. I don't know. Yeah. You'd be bringing them over for a dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Okay. Next. This is a little of a tricky one. Um, Describe Hannah, me, as a metaphor, a simile analogy. You know we love our metaphors. So describe me as one of them. This is where my mind goes right away when I think of this. And I'm maybe... Anyways. Yeah, just go. But, like, also... Like, this isn't even a metaphor of mine, so you're going to know when I say it. Hannah, well, this is a simile. Hannah is like the city Poltava. Okay, so in, and I'm going to explain now. When we went to Poltava, Krylo, the person who, our Ukrainian father for the year, who would take care of us and make sure we're in the city safe and everything, um, he had told us this little story about Poltava because we were like like what do we expect like what's the city like blah 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 so he said okay so he had this little illustration example okay so there's this guy from a village in Ukraine he went on an African safari and he came back and wanted to tell about tell his friends about what he saw so he was describing a giraffe but he like his friends didn't know what that was so he's saying like okay so you know a horse it's like that but it has a long neck and then he's trying to explain what a zebra is. And he's like, okay, well, you know, you know a horse. Well, it's like that, but it has stripes. And then he goes and he's trying to explain what an alligator is. And he's like, okay, well, you know a horse? Well, it's not like that at all. And that's what Poltava is. Also, hold on, pause for us people who know um, alligators. I, lo- I don't know why I was researching this, but like alligators aren't in Africa. Crocodiles are. So our whole story doesn't really work. So anyways, I like to tell it as alligators since that's how I was told it. But um, so Hannah is like that. Like you're like an alligator, which is like Polta- a crocodile, which is like Poltava because you're different, but you don't really know why. Like you're not, <laughs> you can't put your finger on why you're different. Like, okay, you try to, you try to compare it to like give someone an example of who you are and it's like 
like, wait a minute, why am I even saying this comparison? Because, like, you're not like that at all, like, in the best way possible. And you can't describe... So, so this is me trying to describe you because you are indescribable of who you are. And, um, and yeah, so just different in a way that this world needs Crikey. The, <laughs> yeah, the world needs some alligators and crocodiles out there um yeah just different but in a good way that was one of the <laughs> i got i like it like there's so many metaphors i could go with but that's what popped into my head and interestingly enough the metaphor that popped into my head is I also chose a city from Ukraine to describe you. Okay. Please. Wild. Because, okay. And then when I actually think about it, like, no, Poltava is because it is, like, it's also, like, a very, like, green city. You like nature. Mm, <laughs> okay, go yeah. on. Go okay. On. So, Caitlin's like Lutsk. Uh, at first, you think you know Lutsk. You see it. You think you know it. It's kind of, like like, straightforward. Like, it's not... The buildings look a certain way. They don't look like anything else in Ukraine. This has nothing to do with Caitlin's looks. <laughs> I mean, like, when you're getting to know Caitlin. But then there's all these, like, really cool underground scenes there, whether it's with, like, dance or music or, like, restaurants that you can go to. And that is Caitlin. It's not until you know her that you get to, like, peel back all these interesting layers and then she really starts to show, like... um sort of her true self, like her most authentic self. Because I think at first you get one Caitlyn and then it's not until you actually spend time getting to know her, um, seeing all the different parts of her life. Like when we were in Lutsk, we got to explore so many different places. That's when you actually like grow this like deep affection for the place and for Caitlyn. And that's when you truly get to know what it is, what it's about. And then this... This part doesn't really connect, but like Lutsk isn't the most beautiful place ever in Ukraine. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> this is the best part of the Great comparison. Um, it's not the most beautiful place, but as soon as you get to know it, you can't stop thinking about it. Like you just want to explore more and you want to get to know it more and like all the little villages around it. Like, and that's Caitlin. Once you get like a little tiny bit of her you're just like okay yeah I okay, want she kind of sucks but <laughs> yeah, she doesn't kinda, give it another she's shot she's kind of ugly <laughs> at first glance no <laughs> no that wasn't about the looks at all it was about what's underneath personality. what's underneath sucks. yeah yeah it does <laughs> okay thanks for that yeah so you I am at a Ukraine market we, because we. we're there together. Yeah, obviously. Right at Ukraine market, I run to a stall. Which stall am I sprinting to? And what stall? What am I coming out with? What am I? No doubts about what I'm purchasing. Oh, Hannah, what, am, what is Hannah purchasing? Lots of things. Yeah. And the stalls are actually right beside each other, so you can do this and grab them both. Mm-hmm. So you're coming out with some string cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, which happens to be beside the mm-hmm. clothing stall mm-hmm. of of <laughs> like obviously the stall has um platform runners but it also has um it also has like some funky purses and bags and 
what else does he, do I want? And um, this doll, the, um, it's actually right beside these ones that I'm talking about, has um, velour track suits yes. uh, with sequins and gold bling <laughs> on it. <laughs> In like a pattern you can't describe. Okay, the interesting <laughs> thing about this question is that we both run out of the market with the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. platform runners, cool bags, uh, velour tracksuits, sparkly toques, sparkly Yeah, we hats. actually have matching toques. We have a lot of the same stuff. A lot of the same trends that we followed. But Caitlin would be running out with... Okay, Caitlin would not be sprinting because Caitlin's very thoughtful. So she would walk in. She might sprint to the market, but she's not sprinting out. She's going to stay at that stall until she decides this is the right decision and decide if she really needs this. Of course she doesn't, but she will still buy it. If she really needs it, if it'll fit into her suitcase, etc., etc., etc. She is not as <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> um, uncontrollable, maybe. But Caitlin would buy, um, I think we said it already. I think just our process is different. You would buy, we would buy the same stuff. But I think also Caitlin would buy um, sunglasses. I love sunglasses oh, yeah. <laughs> too, but for sure Caitlin's buying the cool sunglasses. Yeah, definitely getting some sunglasses. Yeah. And probably some dried mushrooms on a string. Yeah. <laughs> and we would both actually grab some shawarma. <laughs> shawarma, yeah. Okay, so now this takes the same question to like to the next level though. What stall would I own at the market? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, lots of directions this could go. Just choose one. I know. Cuz yes. I- <laughs> I, we could probably own the whole market. <laughs> well, now I was actually going to go with um, a certain like, I was going to go with some kind of traditional kind of Ukrainian like mm. Vishivanka, but now I'm just like picturing someone now who um feel like you would do well replacing this person. So in Lutsk at the market, the one, the central one, there was a woman with all those beautiful pots and pans <gasps> with like gorgeous yeah. patterns on them you would be at that stall. Like, that would be you. So. Just, like, beautiful cookware, full to the brim. Like, there's that's no the way that those are ever going to... ever given me. There's no way you're ever going to sell out. <laughs> but I'm glad you're there. <laughs> and you're going to... Oh. You also might have some samples for people um, in pots to show them. Yeah, you're going to take this market stall to the next level. Okay. And there's two that I have for you. Okay. One of them would be... It's not even a stall. You're just roaming the market with, just like I said, strings of dried mushrooms wrapped around your neck. Literally look like Hawaiian lays. <laughs> but they're actually mushrooms. This is like what really ladies do in the markets. So that would be you. You don't even own a stall. You just come to the market when you have the mushrooms and sell them that way. In a different life, maybe the same life, I'm not sure, you would own the market stall that sells all of the misprinted clothing (laughs) purely out of irony that you are a grammar goddess (laughs) so you wouldn't even like you would actually look for clothes that are misprinted and spelled wrong with bad english and you would sell those okay thanks i because i think it would keep you really happy okay maybe let's go a little deeper again here yeah let's dive deep what type of transformation did i caitlin Go through in Ukraine. 
That's so hard. Because we know we did transform. So this is not a, a leading question. We know the answer is yes, we transformed. But what type? How did, we, how, how did I transform? How did I change? Hmm. Well, for one, if we're talking about... Because it's not just about career. Life's not just about career. But if we're talking about career, you for sure knew that after Ukraine, you wanted to continue writing and researching and sharing about Ukraine in some way. So obviously that didn't happen like right when you came back where I guess you're writing on your blog um, and you are writing for what's on Kiev, but um, it didn't become like a full on job right away. So that was one of them. I think you realize that that's like for sure going to be part of your life forever. Another one is that you just like being on your own. Maybe you knew that before. But I think in Ukraine, it like solidified that. And in that way, you're like, okay, being on your own, you're okay doing what you like. You're not concerned about like someone else telling you, I think I already said this earlier, but whatever, someone else telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And like being alone with yourself and your own feelings and your own thoughts, like you're totally good with that. And like, I feel like that came from being in Ukraine and just being able to go to a cafe by yourself write in your journal, write like on your blog, just do stuff like that. And then like when you're ready, you can be extroverted, <laughs> but like just very happy being an introvert in those times. Um, how else did you transform? I think in like the Ukrainian dance, oh, there's so many different categories here. Cover them all. Oh, just gosh. kidding. No. <laughs> Choose one more. That's fine. <laughs> okay. In the Ukrainian dance world... I think you um, became more interested in teaching Ukrainian dance because I think before you mostly had the opportunity like you could teach but like you weren't sure but then when you came back you're like okay no for sure I have to share what I learned for sure I want to share with um, like a younger generation but for sure I want to keep teaching people and because of your experiences in Ukraine and before you realized kind of how you want to do that like how you were going to teach the kids like what you wanted to um tell them what you wanted to share with them and not just facts but like not just facts and like stuff about culture but also like uh like positivity and like what you could do for as a teacher not just a ukrainian dance teacher like something to make them very confident and like promote them to continue dancing and continue on this journey. Or if they didn't really like it, then they could stop. But like totally open to teaching kids and making them realize their calling. <laughs> Not their calling, just... Potential? Potential. Yes, potential. That's a good word. Potential. <laughs> wow, thank you. I um, really enjoyed hearing that answer. Thanks. Okay, so how did I transform in Ukraine? Yeah, give me a second here because I thought of some pretty good things. Now I forget them all as I was listening about myself. Um, okay, so for you, similar things. Like, yes, we transformed a lot in similar ways as well. But I'm going to, let's go with, um, I don't even know. Let's just start talking. So one thing is you knew that you you realized that you didn't have to take okay in life you realize you don't have to take what is given to you you can create your own opportunities and you can create your own life so 
yes, we are, society tells us to do ABC in our lives, but like that's not for everyone. And you realize, I think in Ukraine, you kind of got this chance to kind of have this freedom to explore more of what you wanted in life, which you came back and then you, you started questioning everything as, as we should in life and just kind of, um, realizing like really solidifying what matters to you and, um, yeah, what matters to you and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, so like that, like you, and you know, you might have always known this too, and maybe well, okay. Also, we we didn't talk before Ukraine, I know. so you might have said all this stuff before. But like, you recognize you don't want um, your typical what what I'm gonna say typical right now ordinary life of what is handed to us. Like you want to, you have these. Yes, you want to. Um, you want this balance between not even just a balance. Like, sir, okay. Now I'm going on about career type of a thing mm-hmm. where like. It crosses over with your life in that you don't, I don't know, now I'm just going on. But anyways, you strive for extraordinary by not living the ordinary. Love it. <laughs> and also, you Make also... Make me a shirt. <laughs> done. <laughs> also, okay, this is also back then, pre-Ukraine, was like science brain. Mm-hmm. Science is great, by the way. Um, but not for everyone's first for calling. But... This also, being in Ukraine, also had this switch turn that realized Ukrainian culture is here for, like, the long haul for you. Mm -hmm. Whether that is celebrating, um, like, teaching dancers and adjudicating and really getting to know the culture more, researching more on your own so you can share this knowledge with other people as well. Um, And, yeah, and so, like, instructing your work your creative projects on the side, your like traditions at home, your cooking, like everything. And maybe it felt like that too when you were, since it is a part of your, you celebrate a lot with your family and everything, but maybe in Ukraine, it started to become a realization. Ukraine can be the theme of your life's purpose. (laughs) Yeah. And okay, I'm going to speak on maybe both on behalf of both of us. I feel like when we were in Ukraine, we found this groove, like we found this jive where we really felt like we were being our authentic selves. In the flow. Yeah, and it felt really good. And that's probably not the first time I felt in my life, but it was the first time I felt it for an extended period of time. And that's because I was Ukrainian dancing and I was spending time doing something that I loved and being able to research it and learn about it. And then like for you, you were like combining all of your passions and just getting to spend time with them. Like you were exploring nature when we had time and then you were writing and then you were exploring Ukrainian dancing culture and listening to people's stories. Like you love listening to people's stories and telling them in turn after you hear them. So I feel like that in that moment in time, we were living our most authentic lives and that's where we felt best. And so it allowed us to um, like explore like what else feels good to us and um, like maybe Canada, we won't, (laughs) we aren't living our most authentic life. No, but it would be different when we came back to Canada. But how can we also try and integrate this feeling like it doesn't have to be just in one place. Like, how can we bring that back and how can we live our lives going forward? 
with this newfound um, self. New, yeah. Love it. Great. Okay, so let's just do some quick ones here. What is Hannah's favorite holiday to celebrate in Ukraine? Christmas. True. Caitlin's is... Ooh, this is hard. I actually don't... Yes, you know. Probably Valentine's Day. New Year's. No. Yeah, like Milanka. Milanka. Okay. Like, come on. How did you not... You knew that. I knew that, but then I, like, Milanka in the village. Yeah, and then I was, like, trying to think of all the other things we did, and I was like, but it could be this. Okay, so... What Ukrainian musicians are on repeat for me? Go. Alona, Alona. Musicians, plural. Oh, Alona, Alona... Alina Posh, um, Kalush. Yeah, okay. This is great. <laughs> what about me? What are musicians on repeat for me? Uh, Zidzo. Anyone? Um, Odna Kalina by anyone. <laughs> by Hannah, actually, at yeah. karaoke. Um, Volin Choir. Like, yeah. all of the dance Like, stuff. village singing. Yeah. Um, like, that's a couple. <laughs> and the national, uh, what's it called? National Anthem of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a favorite. Okay, and if you could lease one of Hannah's traits, one of my traits, which one would it be? Actually, you can don't even have to lease it. You can have it. Okay. Um. Again, like, how do you choose one, my friends? Like, <laughs> let's go with um, like your creative choreographer brain. Oh, thanks. And for you, I would want your ability to put emotions into words. I have a really hard time doing that, and you are really good at it and being concise as well. If I started a business in Ukraine, what would it be for? If Caitlin started a business in Ukraine, she would be taking people to the Carpathian Mountains on tours to pick mushrooms, and during that time, she would be gathering their stories, and she would be teaching them about like the culture, but through mushrooms and through nature, specifically mushrooms. And she would be taking all of their stories in and then she would like sit with them and like teach them how to cook. And it would just be a great where people just feel good being in nature and learning something about the culture as well. And also getting to know one another and telling each other stories in this very like pure and feel good space, both in nature and in vibes. Mm, Thanks. Okay. Yeah. For you... Oh, so many business ideas here for you. I'm excited. Um, but I'm going to say, and I'm okay, I'm going to be vague because I don't really know. It is something that is taking, maybe are even going on expeditions to villages to learn stories, uh, whether, this is, whether this is about dance, song, food, all of the above, and documenting it in a way that will preserve the traditions like there are lots of people who have done this say like um, for song for well for everything for dance but Mm -hmm. like having somehow collecting this these stories this information to preserve it in some kind of digital way that's interactive but still authentic and keeps those um traditional aspects in while merging it with the new so it can live for a long time what this exact business venture is, you can figure it Decide. out. Decide. But like okay. something like that, does mm. that work for you? Yeah, I'm thinking something like chat roulette, but Ukraine stuff. That, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Where you get to sign on and there will be a master oh on the other end. You choose your category. 
<laughs> you choose your category, so you cring and dance. And then on the other end, there is chat roulette. So you just get set up with some master in Ukraine, and you get to talk to them with whatever you want. Perfect. Great. Great. It's Glad we figured that out. So what was my approach to meeting people? What was Hannah's approach to meeting people in Ukraine? Because Canada is different in Ukraine. Okay, so there are a few tactics that you can all implement as well. <laughs> but are they successful? <laughs> well, one is speaking loudly in English. <laughs> people will flock to you. <laughs> Especially if you're laughing obnoxiously. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, okay, so that's like kind of a surefire way. But one of my favorite approaches was... Um, <laughs> I know at, what you're going to say. Oh. oh, what oh. were you saying? What I don't know. You, you go, you go. Darn it. Okay. Okay, so we're at Piana Vishna. There's like some people standing somewhere at a, at a table talking. Like Hannah feels like talking with them as well. So she... Um, maybe maybe perhaps you might have your drink and then you place it on the table and you ask them can you leave it on the table for a minute as you uh fix your shoe here fix your velcro shoes that don't actually need like like you're pretending to like tie them up or something were they velcro they were something like easy a latch a latch okay oh like um clasp no like where you put the little Oh yeah, like a buckle. through the hole. Right. So like something that like you didn't need to make this big scene out of, but like you did. Oh, next thing you know, we're talking to this group of people. Because <laughs> Hannah had to fix her shoe. Yeah. Okay, what's yours? I was but, what's say, your other thing? I was going to say when I practiced my Ukrainian language skills, but I would introduce myself as Kvitoslava. Oh, yeah. That as well. The 49-year-old woman with five children and a dog. I don't know, for some reason, people just really liked that story because it wasn't obviously me. Good icebreaker. Good icebreaker, yeah. They loved that one. So that one was um, that one was kind of related to you. Uh, my kind of style is more just following along with you. So let's go with a different question. Oh, you encouraged me. me, though. Yeah, well, I was cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a column in a magazine while I was living in Ukraine, what would the title of this column be? It would be titled, How Hannah Met blank (laughs) and then it would be a column on my tactics of meeting people and then the story of the people that we met (laughs) okay good because this is true often the stories that i would like to share are because of how hannah met people (laughs) how hannah met the guy from amsterdam (laughs) okay but then we so okay and then just in one of the columns i'll just introduce who the heck hannah is yeah yeah that's not actually what your column would be titled. That was just was on my mind after you said that question. Your column would actually be titled... Mushrooms and Musings. Yeah, I was thinking something to do with mushrooms, but I'm like, ugh, I already talked about mushrooms. People are just going to think you're obs- you are obsessed. Um, maybe like something... Okay, this is just like one idea. This is kind of like your idea for my business. This is just so... There's so many things you could write about. It would be called planting my roots and it would be a column to do with like plants in Ukraine and like plants, but then also somehow you'd be tying. It's your business. Actually, the business I talked about, it's also your column planting my roots where you would talk about like, um, like nature and the way you can use nature, but also like Ukrainian traditions and culture that tie into that and your experiences with it and how it all relates to one another. Okay, cool. Thanks. 
I will get started on that column. Prepare to see it on the seat blog. <laughs> I'll just make up stuff about Ukrainian plants. Okay. Now we're, we're almost, I think people almost know us through and through. Let's just take it one step further. If, okay, here we go. Let's kind of do a little wrap up here. Yeah. We are who knows what year this is. And I am living my dream life. What am I doing in this dream life? Like, no matter, like, doesn't matter how long it takes for me to get there. Doesn't matter, whatever. What am I doing? Me, Caitlin. Okay. Well, partly, Caitlin, like, I think it's very probable that the business I mentioned could take off in some fashion or form. I really, truly feel that. But, and then the column as well. Like, one or or both. One or the other or both. But Caitlin will be in her dream life. She's living in Ukraine in a character apartment, a character flat with lots of plants and all of her treasures. She's not a minimalist. And she is writing for some sort of, for something. I don't know what, but she's writing because that's what she wants to do. And she um is doing things on her own time her own way and she's connecting with people when she wants she's at home when she wants (laughs) she's being extroverted when she wants to be she's being introverted she has a job that allows her to do that so writing like she gets to meet people talk to people find out their stories and then go home and be by herself and write about it where she gets to recharge and that's what she needs um but definitely in ukraine But not just Ukraine. I think she might like travel around in her dream life, maybe to other like Eastern European countries, maybe even not Eastern European countries, but writing, uh, writing, writing, writing. And what else is her dream? Getting a raft every day, a raft kava every day, and uh, shopping at markets when she pleases. Sounds about right. Sounds about like my dream. Okay. So what's my dream life? Tell me what my dreams are, Caitlin. Predict your future here. Yeah. Okay. So again, not sure of this timeline because time doesn't matter anyways. No, time doesn't doesn't exist. exist. So at some point, you will be living in Ukraine doing this type of project where you are collecting stories and documenting it in a creative way that preserves culture um, and sharing it with people in a yeah and like collecting these stories okay so that and it all builds up just like just like our lives all build up this all builds up so that not sure how long this will be as well there and then when it gets started you're like you can kind of run it from wherever you are living because maybe you want to live different places and but but you will live in ukraine again for like an extended amount of time Mm -hmm. and then you also will i'm not sure where you're not sure where yet but time will tell you will open up a cafe Mm -hmm. and and all of this knowledge that you have learned about ukrainian culture will influence your cafe and um so it'll be like have a fun little like boutique section too and then oh my goodness just the decor is amazing and even the plates you eat on are the cutest little things you've ever seen 
and you have rafts there for me oh yes and um you can stay as long as you want you can have as many as you want if you're writing there you're choosing as your writing spot oh yeah okay great yeah so i'm not sure the exact times of when this will cross over or anything but a big part of your life is still ukrainian dance and creating and choreographing and creatively directing ensembles and groups and yeah it's just all of the things that you enjoy maybe one day this podcast will turn into a new ensemble called C yeah. and it's just gonna be a duo just, yeah, <laughs> just me, and me and you it's really easy to direct to <laughs> or maybe hard I don't know right. yeah um and we're gonna be neighbors <laughs> maybe we'll even live together neighbors bedroom, bedroom neighbors, neighbors. <laughs> Okay, so we're just about finishing up, but I think an appropriate question to finish up with is we're leaving all of you viewers now. Viewers. <laughs> you can't see yes. us. Are we recording video? <laughs> is this we're live? We're leaving all of you listeners now, and I think a lot of what can be said about both of us is every time we left a city, how we reacted to that, that leaving period, that phase. So, Caitlin... When we left a city and when we leave these listeners now, how is Hannah feeling? How does she deal with it? Okay, well, that's tough. I don't. I was going to say, like, not good. Yeah, it's not good. You're right. It's not good. At first. So you, it's okay. You also, and then just like our circum- circumstances, when we became friends with these people, we became really close really quickly. And we like, they became some of our best friends and you're with them every day and you and you you meet their families and all of this and you really get to know them and then you have to go move to this whole new city where you meet new people but like you don't really know them yet they don't know you either which is tough you have to resettle in you don't know what coffee shops they go to yet you don't even know the grocery store every grocery store in ukraine has a different setup i don't know how am i supposed to get how does the meat counter work here like it's different <laughs> true or vegetables sometimes they're in like different areas like so um yeah leaving a place was tough and hannah took it very hard and it would take a while to like you were felt pretty low Mm-hmm. at times like after we would move and it would take a while to um to to pick yourself back up type of a thing yeah it was tough it was tough on you 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 grew very close with people and your emotions run deep yeah i think your emotions run deep too but i think that you control them better than i do <laughs> um you're very composed and you're very there for me <laughs> when we would leave but I think you missed people a lot as well. And it was almost like every time we left a city, it almost felt, you almost felt like it was like a homesick thing. Like for the last city for a while there, you moved to a new city and you felt you weren't even homesick for Canada. You were homesick for like the previous city that you just lived in. And then like heartsick for the people that we left. And um, I think you're better at controlling your emotions and it wasn't such a roller coaster or you didn't it didn't appear as a roller coaster but internally it probably was and you just dealt with it differently I was just showed it to everyone (laughs) um but yeah I think it was hard for both of us yeah and it's hard for us to finish this podcast episode I mean we're not going anywhere 
we'll have many more episodes after this but it's been a lovely episode actually I've really enjoyed this it's nice to talk about one another and hear like I don't know I think we're always telling you especially when it's about Ukraine we're always telling about our own experience but this was kind of nice to say how we saw each other's experiences so that was neat and I hope you all enjoyed it Thank you so much for listening. If you have any other questions for us, we're always happy to chat with you. Um, or if you just want to say hi, you don't even have to ask for questions. So just say hello. And don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcast streaming service and also give us a review. Um, and you know what? We, we, offer, we have offered this before. We love hearing from you. So if you send us a little message with your mailing address, maybe you'll even get a special card from you us definitely will get a card from us i can confirm and there are listeners out there who have received cards from us so we ain't lying <laughs> we hope you feel like you know us better after this episode and we also hope that you feel like best friends with us because we do really see this as like a little community sometimes we feel like we're just recording these episodes just because we enjoy doing it but it's really nice to hear back and kind of have different interactions with people literally across the world um so yeah it's nice to have this community even though we don't really see you <laughs> it's really weird um uh, thanks for listening just, just live <laughs> oh, come on <laughs> just, just live, live.